Hello and welcome to another podcast for your listening pleasure presented by the Division of Student Affairs in conjunction with Destination Kent State. We're glad to have you along. Today's episode is a great one. We'll be discussing leadership, fraternity, and sorority life along with student organizations. I'm your host, Matt Lupica, staff writer for the division. I'm also excited to welcome back my co-host, Dean of Students, Delia Drummer-Farrell. How's it going? Oh, it's good. How are you? We're good. Now, joining us on the program is the Assistant Director for Student Leadership Development, Jessica Roshak, and the Associate Director of the Center for Student Involvement, Katie Goldring. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks, Matt. Now, I'm going to start with you, Jessica. Talk a little bit about what the Leadership Center is and how it serves in connection to the overall student experience. Of course. Our goal in the Leadership Center is really to provide students with quality resources and experiences to strengthen their overall leadership abilities. We really believe that all students have the ability to lead, whether they would consider their experience thus to be their first experience with leadership if they're just stepping onto Kent State's campus, or even if they're a senior getting ready to leave Kent State and join a new community. So we offer programs for students at all points in their leadership journey. Um, we have things like one-hour workshops on a variety of topics like fear of failure. Um, we have some more in-depth workshops like Kent Talks where we teach students how to engage in civil discourse. And we even actually offer a really cool semester-long opportunity like the Collegiate Leadership Competition, which is actually a two-credit-hour course offered in the spring. Um, everything that we do in the Leadership Center is based on our very own leadership development model, which you can find on our website if you'd like to learn a little bit more. Um, but we also have a physical space on campus, which is really nice. So we also have that kind of hub for students to come to, to study, to gather, to come to one of these events. Um, and we're really excited to be able to provide some of these programs again this semester. Now, in your opinion, what are some characteristics of what you would consider to be a good leader? Oh, gosh, that's a tough question. I think that leaders first and foremost need to want to make a positive impact with whatever they're doing, whether it's a project, a group of people doing something good in their community, but at the core of who a leader is, at least an, as an exemplary leader in my opinion, would be somebody that really wants to make that positive change. Now let's be honest, the coronavirus is really kind of change the way we do things here. With an eye towards the fall, how do you foresee things shifting in order to support students amid the pandemic? Yeah, things are definitely going to look a little bit different for all of us in the fall. But what I would say first and foremost is I don't see the level of support changing for students. If anything, I think there's going to be greater support and greater amount of things for students to do from a faculty and staff perspective because we understand that these are challenging times. So we're also going through it and can't imagine balancing school on top of all of this craziness and this change. What I would say is probably going to be different is the way that that support is delivered. Um, you know, a lot of the things that we do is going to be remote and more opportunities than ever before to kind of get involved virtually. But I hope that as much as that does kind of affect us staring at our screens all day, that it allows students to gain greater access to maybe the programs and services or people that they didn't have access before or they thought they didn't have access before to. Um, you know, there's not that barrier of, I don't think I can get across campus or I'm a commuter and I have an hour drive every night. And I'm hoping that, you know, these changes are positive in some respects and that we're able to really offer those programs and services kind of on a more robust level. 
For those at home who may not know this, you actually have the unique distinction of carrying a dual role within the division, with the Leadership Center, of course, and also with our fraternity and sorority life. So what can we expect to see from them this fall? And also, as a side note, there's so many organizations out there. How in the world does a student go about figuring out what could be a good fit for them? These are all great questions. I'll start with the easier one and the the good fit for them. (laughs) So for all of our fraternities and sororities, you go through either a recruitment or an intake process, and those are really structured for them to get to know you and for you to get to know them. So for students that are interested and maybe don't have any idea where to start, I would first encourage them to look at the chapter's social media, and you can find all that information on our website. But also check out Engage. A lot of our organizations post things on Engage and have those profiles up to date. So if you're just dipping your toes into the water and you were like me where I had no idea what fraternity and sorority life was and I was terrified to to ask the wrong question, (laughs) that's a good way to kind of gain some knowledge and get connected to some people. Um, On Engage, you can figure out who the president is and who the advisor is. So if you want to start with just that individual connection, that's a good place to start. Now, what um, is going to look like in the fall is a great question. And (laughs) to be honest, we're still trying to figure some of that out kind of as we speak. Um, Our fraternities and sororities are social organizations in nature. And for many of them, they're just very large because of their membership. And so it is going to be tough for them to resume normal operations safely. So there will likely be a lot of changes in terms of events. Um, Right now, our fraternities and sororities are really looking for ways to make that positive impact on the campus and provide a quality membership experience while also making sure that the health and safety of our members is at the forefront of their minds. So recruitment and intake processes are likely going to be virtual experiences as opposed to in-person. And those large-scale events that you see from a lot of our chapters are going to look different, whether those are hosted virtually or on a smaller scale or spread out as opposed to a one-day program. Um, So I can't say for certain what it's going to look like, but I can promise everyone in our community that our student leaders right now are working tirelessly and being so incredibly creative that I think this is going to be a really cool semester, even though it's going to look different for our fraternities and sororities. That's great. Yeah, thanks, Jessica, for sharing that. And thank you for your work, because we've had an opportunity to connect um, since I've been in the division. And I've really been impressed with your work overall. Well, thank you so much, Dr. D. Your support means a lot to us. Oh, thank you. So to recap, you're listening to a podcast from the Division of Student Affairs in conjunction with Destination Kent State, focusing on the areas of leadership, fraternity, and sorority life and student organizations. Our guests today are Assistant Director of Student Leadership Development, Jessica Roshak, and Associate Director for the Center of Student Involvement, Katie Govering. So Katie, we're going to turn it over to you now. Uh, First, can you give us an idea of how many student organizations are currently available for our students at Kent? Yeah, thanks again so much for having us today. We have over 400 student organizations um, at the Kent campus alone, and those are all categorized into different uh, titles and tags. So that could be academic student organizations related to your, your major or your program of study. We have religious groups, cultural organizations, special interest, about anything that you can imagine we have a student organization for on campus. Yeah, I've always been blown away how many student orgs we have. Uh, that's awesome. So now Jessica kind of gave us a preview of Engage. Can you tell us how our students uh, can find Engage, log in, and what other information they may be able to find in there about the student organizations? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have a platform called KSU Engage. You'll see it within the DKS app. And then, of course, on our website through the Center for Student Involvement. So that is just www.kent.edu backslash CSI. Um, and KSU Engage, you're able to log in with your Kent State credentials, uh, just like you would log in through Flashline. And it lists all 400 of our organizations through an organization's tab on KSU Engage. What's great about it though, is you can sort by all of those categories I mentioned. There's about 15 different categories and varieties of student organizations. And you can also search by keywords. So if you have a particular interest in music or in Animal Crossing or whatever different interests you may have, you can search for those and the information pops up. You can uh, find the information about the president and advisor on there. You can mm -hmm. message the organization. And for our regular student organizations, you can actually request to join right there on the KSU Engage site. And that just means for now that you'll be connected with the group. And if they send out any information through that platform, you'll be alerted of that information. So I know they're still in the works of planning a lot of their uh, events and meetings for fall, uh, but at least to get connected and peruse that list over the summer would be a really, really good idea for our incoming students. Oh, that's great. And so you mentioned, uh, you know, our student orgs are, you know, figuring out their plans for fall. Are there any student orgs that you've heard from that have given like a preview of what we can expect to see from them? Well, I've heard from a lot of them and they're really, really eager to start uh, back in the fall and to kind of make up for a little bit of lost time. Uh, we know we ended the semester a little bit abruptly uh, in the spring semester. So they're, they're so excited to come back. They haven't laid out um, complete plans yet as we're still working through the guidelines for scheduling and what those procedures will look like for events and meetings. We really hope to have that kind of solidified in the next few weeks or so and those groups can really then start the planning process. Um, I know they're being very creative though so I've already worked with some groups who have um, who understand that their event might be virtual, have to be live streamed. Um, and so they're, they're really coming up with some different ways this fall to make sure that they're still engaged with the mission of their organization, whether that be fundraising or just a special interest of theirs, um, and how they can really share that with this new class of students. So I can guarantee you that they're, they're very excited, they're very eager, and they're gonna do all they can to come back and show the great um, spirit that we have on on campus at Kent State. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. It because our student orgs bring so much to the campus environment community. It's awesome to hear that they're still pushing forward, want to make plans, and they're excited about that. So, Katie, you've been with our division for a little while. Um, on a personal level, what are your hopes the students are learning from this pandemic? I mean, in the midst of everything, mm -hmm. is there a silver lining for our students during this time? You know, there really is. There, there's a lot of tough things going on in the world right now, but I found our student leaders specifically to be incredibly resilient. Uh, we've been working with them during this time as they, as they prepare to plan for fall, and they're not caring about themselves and their schedule and what it will look like them, for them. They're caring about the incoming students and making sure that the experience they got to have when they started in the fall will be maybe not similar, but as special as it was for them. So what I've seen is, is creativity, empathy, caring, um, and really flexibility from these student leaders. And, and honestly, I'm quite impressed by it. 
um, at the age of these student leaders to really be focused on caring for their community beyond just um, themselves is really, really cool to see. And it sounds like despite the pandemic, everybody still has their feet grounded, if you will, and everybody knows what they need to do. So that's outstanding. You know, as we begin to wrap this one up, here's a question for both of you. I'm going to start with you, Katie. So to be, this is such a student-centered area, what you guys do, carrying out your work on campus. So what was it like to first hear, okay, students, you're leaving campus now. And then shortly after that, well, employees, you're packing your bags too. Right, right. It was certainly uh, tough and, and really sort of novel and new at the time. We, you know, we thought at first it would be very temporary. We thought this is going to be about three weeks. We're going to come back. We're going to celebrate our traditional end of the year programs. Um, and it didn't feel real at first, I would say, both for the students and for the staff and employees. Um, but it, it kind of quickly set in that this might be for the long haul. Um, so that was certainly um, a tough realization, I think, as we continued, of course, our conversations with our students and our student employees. Um, we were giving them some meaningful work experiences, even from a remote position that we were in. Uh, so it was definitely uh, a little bit of a shock and new, but I think everybody took it in stride. Uh, we had some ups and downs for, for sure. Uh, but um, I've been very, very impressed with the university and the students that we work with throughout this, this entire time. And how about you, Jessica? What was your first thought when that news came down the pipe? I would echo everything that Katie said. Um, you know, I think that this was a moment that I won't forget, especially when it first came out, the students were just going to be gone for a few weeks. I mean, I remember sitting across the table from the Panhellenic president and she had just seen that Ohio State had closed for a few weeks and said, you know, do you think this is going to happen here? And I'll be honest, at first, I wasn't really thinking it would. And then about 10 <laughs> minutes later, we got the message. <laughs> So we were sitting there trying to think about events before we had gotten this news and some of the shifts we were going to make and we got that and it went into kind of creativity mode of how the heck are we going to make this semester work or the next few weeks work and so I would agree with Katie that I've just been so impressed with our student leaders and all they've been able to accomplish and that they haven't let this derail this last semester in their experience. Um, you know, the creativity, the motivation that they still have, and, you know, knowing that the fall is still likely going to be very remote, even though we will be back on campus, they're ready to come back and really make their mark at Kent State this next year. So, although it was definitely um, jostling at first, and we weren't really sure where to go with anything, I think that it's really brought out some strengths in people that maybe they didn't know they had. That's such a good way. such a good word, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm in full agreement with, with the both of you. We are certainly never going to forget this moment and this time and what it felt like. And I'm, my hope is that that will continue to bring us closer together as we, you know, good, do good work for our students. So thank you both for sharing that. So another question that I have, you know, because we're doing this podcast in alignment with DKS, um, what advice do you have for our incoming students who are listening at home and their parents are listening too? So it's good for them to hear this as well. So Jessica, why don't you take this one first? 
Yeah, I would say to the parents, just know that we will still take care of your babies. <laughs> you know, I think that that's probably, um, as a parent myself, the scariest piece of this all is that you just don't know what to expect for your children. And I can promise you that we will still provide them a quality experience and we will definitely take care of them while they are here. And even if they're still living at home and they're commuting to campus or um, engaging in those remote classes, we will make Kent State their second home for them. Um, for the incoming students, I would say not to just brush off this semester because it's going to be different. I think that there's a lot of fear that they're not going to have fun when they get to campus or it's not going to feel like a true freshman year. And I hope that it does. Um, I know I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think we have this unique opportunity that we can offer programs and services to people that maybe thought they couldn't access them before. And so I would encourage incoming students to take advantage of those programs. If there's something that sounds kind of interesting to you, log on and watch that webinar or join that program or go meet that student at that student org fair, whatever this looks like. Um, I think now is the time to really explore Kent State, and I think that it's going to be a little bit easier maybe than it has been in the past because, again, we, we removed some of those barriers, but I really encourage every incoming student to make this a great semester. Don't see it as a hindrance. See it as an opportunity. Excellent advice. What about you, Katie? Jessica hit the nail on the head there. So. Um, she did all the work of a great answer, but I, I would I would really just encourage our students to not look at the the barriers and the struggles that this semester might present, and really look at as it look at it as a new opportunity. All right, well, this has been some great information. I'm fired up. I think I might even actually enroll for the fall semester. Is it too late for that? Nope. All right, I'm I'm going to look into that. I'd like to once again take a moment to thank our guests, the Assistant Director for Student Leadership Development, Jessica Roshak, and the Associate Director of the Center for Student Involvement, Katie Coldring, and of course, my co-host, Dean of Students, Talia Drummer-Farrell. Thanks, guys. And be sure to stay tuned for future podcasts to be released throughout the summer. You can also access previous podcasts on the Division of Student Affairs Facebook and Twitter pages. For more information on Destination Kent State, we encourage you to visit our website at www.kent.edu destination or download the DKS mobile app on your smartphone. And of course, don't forget to follow the Division of Student Affairs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for important information. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast from the Division of Student Affairs. And until next time, I'm Matt Lupica saying today's a good day to have a great day.